Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at mybankersvault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to mybankersvault.com. That's mybankersvault.com. Hey guys, Omar Khan here with Beta Trading Co. I wanted to tell you about episode 124 of the Breakthrough Podcast. We currently have a special offer for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. We're offering a free one-hour live training session where we show how to instantly add stock options as a new income stream. Now, I've used this myself personally over the years to create a sizable real estate portfolio for myself, and there's no reason you can't as well. The cool thing is it only takes about 30 minutes a day, so if you have a job, or if you have a business, or you're just spending a lot of time with your family, you're going to have time to incorporate this in your life if you take the time to learn this, okay? Now... We're also offering a 15-minute free consultation to discuss how our option strategy can work with your current investment strategy and really take your investment to the next level, okay? So for more information, check out 30minutesstocktrader.com forward slash breakthrough to join us on our free live training, our next webinar. Remember again, episode 124, where Sandy and I go over exactly how I use this strategy to acquire a large real estate portfolio for myself, and there's no reason why you can't as well. See you there, guys. Talk soon. If you're looking for the skills and tools to succeed in real estate investing, you've come to the right place. This show is about breaking through barriers, breaking through limiting beliefs, and breaking through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us again today for another great show. We have today with us a returning guest, which is kind of rare for us. We got Jared Henderson back on the show today. Um, he was our guest over two years ago, back in episode 85. So we're excited to talk to Jared. Uh, he's waiting in the wings, um, but I'll say a quick hello. Hey, Jared. Hey. <laughs> Most of the audience can't see the wave. Um, I know. Just for you. Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, and Sandy, welcome back. Good to see you again. I'm here too, as always. Yeah. He's just going to wave as well. <laughs> I'm doing the whole show by myself. Um, so, uh, everybody, you guys all know the drill. Go over to breakthroughreipodcast.ca, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, uh, download our free gift. Sandy, what's that free gift again they can get there? 
the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. And uh, they also, of course, get access to everything once they join that list. Uh, all of our updates on shows, uh, so you never miss out. Events, webinars, seminars, whatever we got going on, you'll hear about it through that. So make sure you join up and uh, don't miss out on all the fun stuff. We don't really talk about what that free gift is. Like, ju just for the people who actually haven't went and done that yet, Tell them a little bit about what that is. It's our secret strategy for building ultimate wealth fast in real estate. I think it's um, something that's maybe five. It's it's not that new anymore, um, but all the all the kind of tips in there still remain. I've, I have looked it over recently, and, and most of it is very relevant. So it's really a tool to get some good, quick information to help you grow your business faster, your real estate investment business faster. So if you haven't done so, you know, it, it's really easy. And like Sandy said, you'll get that free gift, but you'll also get onto our mailing list, both of us, so that you can um, hear about the events that Sandy has going on, the events that we have going on over in the Durham and Peterborough area, which is where our guest mostly specializes, I would say, today. So we're going to hear more about that from him. But, uh, but uh, the other thing, too, is you can go back and look at all the other shows that we've done over the past years and years that we've been doing this and learn from all the guests and get in touch with all the guests that we've had on. So, you know, if you haven't done it, uh, here is your call to action today. Go over to BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca, sign up for the free gift, and, and check out what we've been doing in the past. If you're new to the show, you can listen to all the shows that we've done in the past. And come so, join us live uh, too. Come join us live on some of these Facebook or YouTube channels that we got. To, well, there's there's one Facebook and one YouTube channel that they can come join us at every time we shoot these, um, which is most most um, at least fifty percent of the Wednesdays at ten thirty a.m. Eastern time. So come join us. You can jump in on the chat and actually ask us live questions for us or our guests. Uh, we'd love to see some uh, interaction there. Yeah. So anyone that's uh, watching through Facebook right now, please. Go in the comments and, and put in some questions there for Jared as we go, and we'll be sure to ask him in real time, get those answers for you. Sandy, what's new? What's what's happening with you? Uh, well, we're gearing up for a couple couple trips I got coming up here in, in August and end of August, so I'm kind of excited with that, just something to look forward to for once in terms of like uh, getting out of town for a bit. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, just just working hard until then, trying to make the best of it. Going through a slower, a little bit slower market, is what we're sensing around here. Um, I'm sure you're feeling sort of similar kind of summer setting in. This is sort of seasonal in a way and typical, but at the same time, um, people are getting back to doing some other things besides fixing up their house or, or buying properties. Cause that was all they had to do for the last year or so. Right. So that's interesting. The market's uh, interesting right now for investors. I think there's a great opportunity to, to jump in and grab some yeah, deals to be had. Right got some deals that are if nothing else at least there's a lot less competition um and you might be able to just negotiate a deal versus just trying to win the deal so it's a little bit of a vacation for you coming up then eventually eventually uh i i it's uh we're going to i gotta go to texas for some work stuff and then um oh. we're gonna end up in we're gonna end up in california for a few days and then uh hawaii for a week <laughs> well that's fun I don't, think there'll be, I don't think aside from Texas, I don't think there'll be any real estate talk. I think we'll take a breather from it all. Yeah. You're not buying anything in Hawaii. No, I don't think so. You never know. You never know. I often go away on the, if you go travel somewhere and you, you inevitably kind of look up what prices are and things like that. And you do get very, I always find I get intrigued and, and I try to have to calm myself down in terms of ideas that start coming to mind of what we can do with things. 
not unlike you who you go away and you just figure you'll buy you'll buy everything there <laughs> well i've got a little bit of an update on that too like we were supposed to close on our property and for those of you who aren't familiar with what we're doing we bought a, a flip project in costa rica and um and i was supposed to close on it if you want to see actually the video of the house that we're buying it's on youtube so go over just look my name up on youtube and the video will pop up uh the walkthrough before we took possession obviously because we were supposed to close last wednesday and uh, and everything looked like it was all lined up but there's just these little ins and outs of banking when you're not in canada getting money from canada to costa rica is not easy uh i will tell you that so we've been through a bunch of processes escalated our case to the top at cibc and still had some real challenges that way so it does look like things are actually moving along. And for those who want to hear a little bit more in depth of this, it's a long story. So I'm not going to do it right now, but, um, but at least I have the, the knowledge now to, uh, to make it a lot more smooth for the next one. So, um, so yeah, good news though. We should be closing on Friday now. So I'm super pumped to get that started and I've been just like itching to get going. So, it is exciting. You have, the, you have the renovation side of it kind of lined up and you're, you're yeah, ready to go? Yeah, or yeah. I mean, I've, I've managed to get contractors in there already. Like we've got, we've had the, you know, the majority of stuff is taken care of and they're ready to start whenever we get the keys. But um, th there's been challenges. So, you know, as with everything in this, uh, in this business, we've just got to figure out a way to get there, get through, right? Keep going. So it's been fun though. It's been exciting. It's been stressful. Uh, the good news just came yesterday. So up until like yesterday afternoon, um, it, it's been just, how are we going to do this? Scramble, try and figure out different ways of getting it done. And then, and then uh, my escrow company called me and said, good news. Actually, two of your transfers have finally come through. Uh, they were being blocked. Okay, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, <laughs> I won't go into the whole story, but... The people want to know. Share, if share you bit. want to send money from Canada, at least with CIBC, Scotia doesn't even look like it has a way of doing it online to Costa Rica. But with CIBC, you can send a global money transfer if you're not in the country to do an actual wire transfer. You have to be in the country. No exceptions. Walk into a branch to do a wire transfer with CIBC. So um, so we don't have that option right now. And if I fly home, it's two more weeks until I can even go to a bank. So that was kind of out of the question. Um, exhausted a couple other ones like going to a branch in the States, which you cannot do and access your Canadian accounts. So uh, it was global money transfer. Now, if you want to send a global money transfer, it automatically wants to send it in this country's currency, Costa Rican colonies. Well, the escrow company and the banks here do not accept their own currency. So they, they want it to be in U.S. dollars, and that is just not possible with CIBC. The default is Costa Rican colonies if you want to send money here. So that was a real challenge trying to get around. Okay, the banks here don't accept the, their own currency, and I cannot send it in any other currency except for Costa Rican currency. So how do we figure this out? So anyway, we, we finally did. And, uh, and, and there was a bunch of ins and outs in there, but I won't go through it. 
And uh, yeah, so we're going to close on Friday. Nice. So you, I think you just dictated a str the strongest use, uh, use case for uh, cryptocurrency of all time, delayed transactions, uh, multiple currencies. Um, yeah. Yeah. But what's funny about that, Rob, is that it, it's not dissimilar to like the, the financing here, right? You, when you're in the beginning, you're learning and you often wait, you're, you're waiting on that last document and you're only as good as your last document. If you don't have that, you don't close, you don't close, you delay. And I've been through that before. So uh, it's just a different country and I'm sure you'll have everything lined up on your second flip slash buy and hold, whatever you do. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Jared, uh, like since you're since you're already popping in here, let's have an intro for you. How about that? <laughs> oh, I sure. I, I I got ahead of myself. I couldn't I couldn't hold back. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. We like it. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, and and we have had Jared on the show. We 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 looked it up. It was eighty five episode eighty five. So we can go back and check the, that out to see and learn where he's come from since then. Uh, once that was over two years ago today. now, which seems crazy to me. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem like that long. Well, there's some new stuff he's going to share. So he was born in Montreal. Jared was born in Montreal. Started investing in uh, really Niagara area in 2012. Purchased some condos and been growing his portfolio ever since. Done, uh, of course, many burrs, buy, renovate, refinance rents uh, to larger multifamily investments. And he's been growing his business across southern Ontario. Most re recently started in a new role with Building Stack, who we've also had um, Jonathan Margell on previously as one of our guests. Uh, founder of Billingstack, and it's a Montreal-based software company helping property owners get the most out of their investment uh, while keeping their tenants happy. So online software for property management companies, I think is easiest, quickest way to put that. And um, yeah, welcome, Jared. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Eddie. This is awesome coming back. Yeah, glad to have you here again, Jared. Thanks for taking the time. Um, I mean, we'll we'll go over it again. Though. You know, let's start out for those of you, uh, for that, blech. For those who didn't hear uh, the last episode that you did with us, 85, tell us a little bit about how you got started in real estate investing. Yeah, well, on the, on the heels of talking about how time goes by quickly, it's been two years. I've been investing in real estate for about a decade now. So I started in 2012 in Niagara Falls, bought a couple of condos that were uh, being converted from apartment building to condos. So it was a great way of just diving into the market um, and also having a tenant already there. Uh, one of my biggest fears in real estate was not being able to find a tenant so I don't collect the rent. And, you know, I still deal with or deal with people, speak to beginner investors who are very worried about um, not having the rent so that the mortgage payment doesn't go through and they lose their house. And that was definitely me 10 years ago. So I wanted to buy something that already had tenants in that made sense and could cash flow. And uh, yeah, it, it has been quite an adventure since I've done, if you look on a map, like the whole Gordon Horseshoe, and I'm coming back to make a, a Hamilton comeback, which is great. So I'll, I'll do a quick little tour. It was, um, it was two condos in Niagara Falls, a couple of houses in St. Catharines, um, Hamilton, Aurelia, Peterborough, and now I'm back in Hamilton on the multi-unit end. Very I'm, cool. I'm, I'm touring from Montreal, so it's a, I, I'm touring as a spectator. <laughs> so you can sort of talk about uh, investing from further away as well, because yeah. I mean, let's talk about a little bit about why you chose Ontario versus your backyard in Quebec. Well, initially it was just pure appreciation. Um, 
I started studying what was going on in terms of the fundamentals, you know, population trends, um, you know, job creation, in migration to the GTA. And so once I uh, started seeing why my properties in Niagara Falls were going up, I thought, man, it'd be great to invest in Hamilton and St. Catharines where I can buy some houses and and basically scale up my business. So um, that was the, the path that I took. The last three years have been a heater in Montreal. Prices have gone up uh, quite considerably. However, in the last decade, if you if you go back, uh, let's say the seven previous years, let's just say 2010 to 2017, wasn't very strong in terms of appreciation, at least nothing like Southern Ontario. So I just said to myself, well, stick, stick with the, the power team you've built, stick with your contacts and have confidence in, in yourself that you can you can manage from afar and, and, and grow the business from here. And when you mentioned like those cities, I know um, that you touched on like where you were, but in each of those cities, you, you've bought actually quite a few. I know in Peterborough, you've got a bunch of properties there. Yeah, Peterborough is definitely the focus. Um, and I, I've learned over time that the, it's important to focus on a market. I think that my my little journey or adventure around the Golden Horseshoe is, is just trying to find a, um, a strong market where I can hammer out a burst strategy. And that's what I found in, in Peterborough. So when we were buying these places and I was, was you were, you were my agent there, Rob, uh, four years ago in 2017. And we started looking around in nice neighborhoods and seeing that we could buy these raised bungalows in the early threes, you know, for a little over 300,000. I'm like, let's go. And we started with a couple and, um, only using them as student rentals. So, uh, had no intention of duplexing, I like the fact that I could do that in the future, but in the meantime, it was strong cash flow, right? Because we were getting five hundred dollars plus per bedroom. Um, we were all in at a hundred grand. So what what I mean by that is, let's say twenty percent of the down payment of a three hundred thousand dollar property would be like sixty plus fees, and then you'd put another ten or twenty into drywall or an extra washroom in the basement, and you're all in at $100,000 for a great property that cash flows. And that to me made sense. Absolutely. So can you talk a little more about the strategies then that you're using now and how that's how that's changed over the years? You know, you, you've, you've kind of touched on it there, but um, yeah. know, what, did you, what did you start to like more about getting into some larger multifamilies and, and kind of going down that road a bit more now? Yeah, well, I reached out to Dylan Suter last year because I you know, saw, saw his incredible growth and he was interested in connecting with investors that were taking action and wanted to, to buy multi-unit buildings. And I always uh, challenge that belief that I, I'm not sure if you've got, if you guys have heard that it's sort of a, let's say a, it's an insider's game or it's a, a very tight network where it's difficult to penetrate or at least you know, that rumor that if, if something's on the MLS, it's already been looked over by everyone and it can't be a good deal. So why would you do it? Why, why start? And uh, single families are going up like crazy. So just stick to what you know. But I think the at the end of the day, we all w- want to play in that monopoly game, right? Where we're trading in four houses for uh, the big hotel, because who wants 100 houses? I mean, I might think I do, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of maintenance and a lot of calls, even if I'm uh, I'm managing the managers. So uh, I started seeing some multi-units with uh, Dylan last year, last summer. Uh, we nailed down a, a sixplex for a million bucks. 
numbers made sense with some decent turnover, we could refinance it uh, this year or next and away we go. They, you know, with, with real estate, like multi-unit is just like single family. You got to start doing things before you're ready. And uh, I can't stress that enough. I know it sounds off or maybe irresponsible, but I think most investors can relate, right? If you wait until you're ready, you're just never going to do it. So just do it and figure it out. I think waiting until you're ready is the same as trying to time the market. Like you're never going to know, you're never going to, there's no definitive line that says you are ready, right? Like you have to just take the jump and learn as you go. It's the same as people that say, well, I'm just going to wait and see what happens in the market. Well, when are you going to decide that you've seen and now you know? It's just, it's, it's an invisible, it's an imaginary boundary that people put on themselves. You're absolutely right. And I don't think that's irresponsible at all. I mean, you have to have some level of education, some level of understanding what you're doing, some level of being able to read those numbers that you're talking about that make sense. You know, they only make sense if you study them and, and, and understand them. So, you know, at a certain point, you do have to say, okay, I've learned enough. To, to move ahead and I'll learn the rest as I go. There's only so much that you can do without practical application. So yeah, no, it's not yeah. irresponsible at all. It, it, it makes sense when the time comes. And you just trust that you have, you know, your power team or support when, when you have problems, when you have questions that you've got the answers there, you just have to be persistent and, uh, and, and break through those walls yeah. and, and you will. And uh, you, you will. You just have to have the confidence that you'll do that. So, uh, yeah, having fun there. So ju- just to outline my strategy right now, it's uh, multifamily in, in Hamilton specifically. Uh, we do look in other markets, but I'm, I'd like to focus there because I, I believe in uh, Hamilton's growth. And just to get back to Peterborough, uh, buying these bungalows four years ago, and I only use them as student rentals. Now my focus is converting them all to second suites and acquiring uh, yeah, under under market bungalows today, um, creating that second suite, refinancing uh, both privately and with partners and growing my portfolio that way as well. So focusing on those two markets, I'm not really looking at everything else. If there's opportunities that come by, fine. I mean, I'm looking at Cornwall now just because it's it's an hour close by and it cash flows because the prices are so low. But in terms of my my growth, I'm looking at Peterborough and Hamilton and trying to steer my focus there. So there was a time a while ago and uh, when you were more or less first starting out, let's say like th- there, there's been a couple of steps. Like one, you know, you buy a couple of condos and that's pretty easy. And then you've got those under your belt. They're straightforward. You rent them out and whatever. You're not doing any, uh, at least not any major renovations. You might, you know, do lipstick carpets and that kind of thing um, with those types of properties. And then you sort of took the next step, which was buying up a couple of bungalows and and putting in some rooms and making them student rentals. Um, So, Oh, geez, I can't remember what my point was. Oh, so so when we're going to talk about roadblocks, right, there was a certain level where you got to, and I witnessed this, um, where you sort of hit a roadblock and you, and you were trying to figure out, how am I going to continue to move forward? Right? How, am I going to, how am I going to fire things up here? And then at a certain point, Jared, I saw you just explode. 
So let's talk about what you changed and what you did to get to that next level. Yeah, so uh, market, look, I'm not going to lie, market appreciation helps a lot. Uh, I was that, uh, that combined with the bylaw change in Peterborough that allowed for the secondary suites. So um, as you know, we were sort of waiting for comparables to come out because the idea is we wanted to be able to refinance the property, um, extract that equity and use it for another property. And that's essentially all I did. Uh, I'm not one for trying to sit on my hands and, and wait for things to happen. I kept buying student rentals until I ran out of money. And then I um, started uh, attracting money through joint venture partnerships, you know, demonstrating my credibility and what I've done, what the places were worth, what they're worth now. But um, I'm the velocity is, is incredible once you have the power team in place to, to add value and, uh, and refinance uh, a place that, you know, now collects twice as much income as it could on its own. Right. So I, now I'm refinancing places every four months and really I'm only limited by um, private money and access to deals. Talk on, on some of the roadblocks. Can you talk on some of the challenges you've had? I mean, investing yeah. from a distance, different province and stuff, there's, I assume, some differences there as, as opposed to doing it in your backyard. But, um, you know, there's there's challenges that everyone faces along the way. Sometimes it's maybe lack of money or it's contractor or problems like that. How, you know, have you had any major challenges like that along the way? And, and how did you overcome those? Yeah, well, uh, if we're going to be property specific, you know, in Peterborough, the Student rentals were a bit of an equity handcuff in that, yeah, they're making great cash flow, but if I can't appraise them for a higher value and extract that equity, I'm really sort of forced to only do joint ventures if I want to grow um, my portfolio that way, right? So that was a bit of a handcuff. Um, why why in terms was it a handcuff? What, what, was the, what was the reason? The reason why? Why, why, why was it tough to appraise uh, student rental? Because, you know, a lot of people like student rentals. They got some good... Yeah. to them but there's there's some cons which is, is sometimes the, the yeah a lot of banks won't a, bit a lot of banks won't want to refinance them also and I, look i wasn't aware at the time i bought two in a corp and uh, they're more challenging to refinance if you have them in a holding corp at least they were for me because the, they'll give you a decent line of credit depending on the lender but it's not as easy to refinance in a corp as if it's personally owned so i do see the strategic advantage in you know partnering with people who qualify um, on, a, on a personal level so that you're just turning it over and uh, redeploying that equity. Makes sense. So you couldn't, you couldn't turn over the, the capital as quick. No, exactly. And I guess the, the idea is I saw a lot of people around me grow much faster than I was. And you have to sort of step back and say, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? Um, and it's not necessarily I was doing anything wrong, but I didn't know um, how to start speeding things up. Uh, hired a coach as well, Corey McKinnon from uh, the 2019 to 2020. And he basically taught me all the, the tools and tricks and strategies to uh, basically find the great deals and attract the money. And that's the biggest change in real estate uh, for, for me. You know, reading a book like uh, Money People Deal from Stefanio, it really outlines it well aware if you're those who are struggling most to grow their real estate portfolios because they don't have enough deals or they don't have enough money and um, the money's out there. It's just, 
you you need to be networking. And in terms of the deals, I'm a deal hound. I'm consistently looking for uh, the latest and greatest in my market, um, making aggressive offers, uh, networking with multiple realtors, not just one, uh, because let's face it, there's not going to be one single realtor that's going to hand me every every deal that comes to them. They've got multiple clients to please. So um, just about you know being aggressive with your strategy and, and, and wanting it more than the next guy. Because I tell you in the last in the last year or two years, I've heard tons of investors, even in my group say, well, you can't get anything for this or that uh, in terms of uh, a raised bungalow for a certain price point. I've done it then, I'm doing it now and I'll do it tomorrow. And if people, yeah. just don't, they don't believe it can be done. And I'm really not trying to, I'm not trying to bring my, big myself up here, guys. I'm really not. I'm just saying, like, if you're not going to be obsessed about looking for it and and actually um, put in the time that that I do to network, uh, you know, do letters and, and all that stuff, then it's not going to happen. You're just going to you're going to you're going to cruise by MLS 7 p.m. after dinner. Say, oh, there's nothing. Let's watch dancing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what happens to a lot of people too is that they get anchored in what they got before. Like you mentioning those deals that you were picking up in 2017 and they just don't exist anymore. So so some people are of the attitude that if they can't get what they got before, then they may as well just stop now, right? And not being able to adapt and understand a new market or a changing market, right? A growing that market. A that happens. It happens a lot. It does. Yeah. Yeah. But they're focusing on the wrong thing, Rob, because let's look at the other two factors. Rents have gone up a lot in four years. Financing is much cheaper. So that offsets a lot of these price gains, right? That's a lot. You have to, why they, why you they have have to look at the total right? picture. Right. Right. Price, pricing yeah. is, you know, it's just like purchasers in uh, in sales. They, 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 they see a price and they're like, whoa, whoa we want less. Well, we're, we're conditioned to think this way. But the truth is you, you, you need to take the whole picture or else you're not you're not getting a clear view. It's like it's like um, somebody that started 10 years ago, I, and I've seen it a lot in the chats, just like you're talking about there, right? Then they're looking for the same thing as they got then, but they don't understand that, you, that the person that's starting now didn't see that price that that particular person picked up for 10 years ago. They don't even know anything about that. They understand that it was different back then. They're starting now, and they're going to look back in 10 years and want those deals as well. You know, it's just the way it goes. But anyone starting now, we've seen several people just start out and become successful in this growing market. So to say, you know, when I do hear a lot of people talk like, just dream of yesteryear instead of, instead of learning how to adapt to the new reality, it's, it is kind of difficult. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and again, like most of the people, the worst of the locals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Those are the people that uh, that they do just drop off and go away, you know, and uh, they're happy with the two or three that they've bought over the years. And then they just say, OK, I guess I'm done now. We'll wait and just watch it build in equity. Well, nice thing about two or three can you can get it probably most cases you can be a millionaire in like 15 years by yeah. two or three rent properties. So it's 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 not a bad way uh, at the end of the day as long as they've taken action. But it's adapting is it's the same as any business, right? It's mm -hmm. like it's like Blockbuster, and that's my favorite example for that. How they lacked the ability to pivot and adapt and got got steamrolled by Netflix and everyone else. 
it's very similar, right? It's a business in itself, real estate investing. If you're not going to adapt to the new world, the pricing, the the needs and wants of the market, you're going to have no chance. You're going to not be able to compete with the newer person that's come to town. And now they, they don't know what that market was like. They don't remember Blockbuster. They don't care about that. They're, they're into the, the new age, right? So similar, similar kind of um, adjustments that need to be had. And you have to adapt constantly. Everything's changing the way, the speed at which you need to, um, go after these listings once they hit the market. It's got faster. Yeah. You need to have everything, everything working for, on your behalf. So let's talk about um, let's talk about at a distance and, and some of the challenges that come with that. You know, we we've talked about this before, but you know, has that changed at all in, in the in the last couple of years or since we've had you on in terms of how you go about your business, um, primarily investing not in your backyard? Well, it becomes easier honestly over time and. Um, if we want to focus on the challenges at the beginning, it would be about building the relationships with your quote unquote power team, right? Cause that power team will evolve. Um, one of the best ways to start out is to deal with uh, a realtor that invests in income properties themselves in the market you're looking to invest in and then branch out from there for the property managers and contractors. So that's actually what I did with Rob in 2017. He referred me to both. And look, I still work with those people today, but I, I've also branched out to a much larger team. Uh, not sorry, that's not the right word, uh, larger team. Um, team that can take on uh, more versatile projects than the basic, um, you know, drywall, kitchen, washroom. And over time, it becomes easier simply because once you start building that trust and you're giving the team business and you're communicating frequently, um, there isn't much you can't get done uh, on with with videos, phone calls, pictures. Um, there's a challenge. Just great. Show me the proof. I believe you. Um, you know, I, I don't think you're you're pulling the wool over, and you know, you're 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 honestly bringing a challenge. Uh, you know, at the forefront, and and that's what I want from someone. I want the problems to come fast, and and I want them to be to be addressed and. I don't know if there's that much more value in me being next to my properties myself. And I mean that uh, in the way that if I can't personally add value, if I can't, if I don't have the knowledge to fix something myself better than anyone else, then why would I add any value in that situation? Do you know what I mean? I know that I'm, I'm giving a lot of trust to let's say the contractor or the property manager, but the truth is those those people on my team are better fit to solve the problems. So why do you, I need to be there? You mm, get the we, way, were talking, right? we were talking to Amar Beg, who is, a couple of weeks ago, who does a bunch of flip properties around Southern Ontario. And he was saying that those are his days that he, those days he loses are the ones that where he's traveling, actually traveling around to the properties. Right. So for him, he's realized that the value is staying at home and being a, being able to address the properties from where wherever he is instead of going to them specifically right and you know wasting uh, wasting a day doing it yeah i mean i'm going to peterborough this weekend i can't wait and i'm going to see you know the, the finished product on a couple of duplex conversions and some before during after and uh, that's great but it it doesn't mean i need to be there every weekend or even every couple of months as long as you have trust within your your contractors and property managers and that's where you 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 bring you begin your your real power team in a remote market 
right? Yeah, so, you're two uh, birds with one stone kind of guy, though, too, because you're going golfing this weekend there, too. I saw that. I can't Isn't wait. That right? I can't wait. I mean, yeah. yes. That's been just, it's going to be a great day uh, connecting with a lot of people that we have in the group. And um, yeah, well, well, we'll get you out next time when if you if you come back. <laughs> I, I would I would love to go, but unfortunately awesome. well, I can't. James is coming, so that's great. Yeah. Sandy, maybe you should hit, hit him up. He's too good, I heard. I know, I know. I got I, I do have a golf round this weekend as well myself. Um, set up. In, Sandy, uh, were you a pro at one time? I was at one time, not in this country. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I lived. Not, I was awesome. in Australia for three years and did a lot of golf. Almost three years, did a lot of golfing and and various jobs. Um, nice. Yeah, it was uh, pre real estate life uh, when I didn't care about making too much money. Um, golf industry is a tough one to make 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 it in in terms of like financially and you have to really 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 love the the management or teaching aspect of it so that was why i bailed on that but happy i did love this industry a little more i think um i'm an okay golfer though if if anyone needs a ringer i'm usually pretty good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, yeah go for it Tell us a little bit about Building Stack. You're involved with them now. Uh, tell us like what the product is and what it can do. Yeah, so just to to preface that, I mean, I never wanted to to manage my buildings. I wanted managers to manage my buildings, and uh, it, it actually fits perfectly because Building Stack's a property management software that makes it easier for landlords owners to essentially do all the communication and marketing and basically have a centralized hub for uh, all all that's required in managing a real estate portfolio. So uh, all the units are there. You can upload any documents. You can pay your rent online. You can communicate with your team all all throughout the the platform. And on the marketing end, uh, you know, instead of creating individual ads on Kijiji and whatnot, we've got an automated machine that basically pumps out uh, your your ads to multiple channels based on the pictures floor plans and info that you have on our on our cloud-based technology uh, it's canadian based so it's fantastic currency wise and uh, communication wise and uh, it's just a natural fit for me so i was in software sales before for the last year but it, this was a, a strong opportunity to uh, become aligned with with my true interest which is real estate that's good. Yeah, I know, I know my property managers use Building Stack and they love it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's great that it's Canadian based. That's what's exciting about it for, for a lot of people, I think, is a lot of these types of companies are not necessarily. Well, there isn't that many companies like this, first of all, um, in, in that space. I don't, uh, you know better than me, but there's not as many that I know about that are actually any good and they're actually Canadian based. Yeah, uh, Montreal based, we can even say. So it's very, it's super local. So yeah, no, having a, having a lot of fun. And if any of your listen, listeners are interested, just hit me up, uh, Jared at buildingstack.com and um, happy to show a demo if anyone is interested. It's, it's for investors who are looking to scale their portfolio. What, what's working for you at 10 units might not work for you at 50 units, right? You don't want to get someone's Gmail. You don't want people texting you once you're at... Uh, uh, a higher level of units, it's fine at the beginning, but as, as you scale out any business, right, you can't keep doing what you've been doing if you want to uh, uh, just manage things accordingly and keep your stress level at bay. 
So who should reach out to you about that? Should it be, is it small, you know, the, the investor that owns a couple of properties? Is it the property management company that owns or manages thousands of units? Is it all that? We, I would encourage anyone who's uh, approaching 10 units and over is where, when it starts getting interesting. If you've only got a couple of properties, then it's, it's not a, a strong use case. So as you're expanding from, let's say, 10 units to 20 and 30, um, it makes sense to start putting the systems in place so that you're, you're ready to go and it's just easier to, to scale your business, right? So, Jared, what are your big plans for the future? Oh, good question. Well, I'm going to keep, you know, um, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing in Peterborough and in Hamilton. I'm really having a great time. I can't wait to start seeing people in person and connect and mm -hmm. uh, take on larger projects, I think is the idea. Uh, I really like the idea of expanding in multifamily because it, at heart, I'm a number numbers based guy and I love getting into the NOIs, the caps. Um what can be turned over, projecting how soon you can turn it over, understanding lending requirements. You know, it's it's like a game. It's like a game and I'm having a lot of fun. So um, I'm really just going to continue what I've been doing in these two markets and um, hopefully meet a lot of other great investors along the way and, and build those partnerships. Yeah, I think one of the big things I've taken away from our conversation today with you, and we haven't necessarily touched on it that much, but it keeps coming up is the networking, right? Like you're big yeah. into the networking aspect of it. So, and that's helped you quite a bit, right? Yeah, well, look what I did with that WhatsApp group. I think we're like 60 or 70 investors, and this is focused on Peterborough. So just to let you know, anyone, if anyone is interested in the Peterborough market, and this isn't just a shout out, it's, I created it for selfish reasons. Um, yes, I do want to help other people, but um, being a remote investor in being in that away from that market, I want to know the, who the best plumber, electrician, property manager, contractor is. I want to know the greatest people. You know, we've got a Google Sheets doc that we uh, that, that we share and that we add to. We're here to help each other out and we're not competing. So why not all, uh, you know, uh, basically have conversations over the challenges and successes we're experiencing and it makes it easier for everyone right uh, we can help each other out with the right contacts and it's kind of like we all win but i i did it for selfish reasons i'm like okay so if i'm going to be investing here um, who knows what and um, let's start adding people to the group so that those who are let's say on the fence of investing in peterborough might might help them out as well right they they have a question that can be answered super fast and it's credible so um, it just makes sense, right? It's real estate yeah, is I mean, a contact sport, as they say. Yeah, There's all kinds of people on the group. So it, it has turned out to be um, just a wide variety of, um, of uh, wealth of knowledge, really. Like we've got um, mortgage, mortgage agents on there and other, like a bunch of other investors. Um, I think there's even, am I, I think there's even a lawyer on there, isn't there? Uh, and, there could be. We've got a we've got a mixed bag, as they say. And insurance, yeah. like everything, right? So it is the one thing is that there are a couple of naysayers on there too, but you you gotta like learn to sort of uh you know take the good with the bad. And I think that you know those people that that they're I think the ones that just haven't uh learned from other people about those challenges. So 
but no uh, yeah, could be wrong. It's not about censorship. If someone has something negative to say, I want to hear it. Um, I, I think as long look as long as it's not personal, and as long as someone's basing it off of their own experience, it's great to hear all angles. Like I don't mind hearing anything. Um, and we haven't had anyone like abusive or just so no. negative that it, they, no. they stick out. But uh, I know what you mean. And those negative participants, let's say over the last couple of years, who might have been surprised at prices or what people are paying. They all of a sudden get pretty quiet two years later when prices have done what they've done and people have taken action. So, uh, so yeah, so that's something that people can do too uh, themselves is just if, if they're interested in an area, you know, meet a couple of people in the area, start a group and share information. Yeah, exactly. Just What's up? It's great for that. that. It's fantastic. Yeah. You can share documents easily um, and do what I did. If you don't have it, if, if you can't find one, create one. Build one yourself. Doesn't take much time, and you actually don't need that many people to create a lot of value. Oh yeah, you get three, three or five people going, and it's it, it's it'll snowball from there, right? Yeah. What what would need to happen, Jared, for you to explore? Now you're you've done a lot of virtual sort of style of investments. Um, you're pretty set on your markets in, to an extent, but you're I, you know what would need to change, I guess, for you to look at a different market. Is there something? that you look for specifically in, in markets that you're looking to get into now, like at this point, what would have to, cause I know your comfort level in the markets you're in is, would be pr- fairly high now. So maybe it takes a lot to change, but you know, yeah. given that you're comfortable virtual for the most part, how, how would you assess other markets maybe at this point or, or what would change to make you explore somewhere different? Cash flow. So, Let's assume that property prices keep rising and rents don't increase in tandem, then I'm tempted to look for more cash flow. Um, I know off the heels of just saying only Hamilton and Peterborough, I am looking at Cornwall. Uh, It's an hour away. I like the idea of being able to uh, touch and feel the property that I'm close to uh, finally, only an hour away instead of five or seven hours away. And look, cash flow. Um, it's harder to achieve now than before. I, I don't know, even know if that's necessarily true. It seems tougher to achieve than before. And for that reason, uh, flocking to an affordable market and building a power team there is a, is a, a, an attractive adventure that I, that I could pursue. Yeah. Yeah. If you're scaling, no. right, you, need, you need cash flow. You can't be negative. Cash and flow. I'm not saying your, your listeners, you guys might be saying, well, why don't you just invest in Montreal. You're there. It's a hot market. I really am about cash flow. And guys, I'm telling you, it's very tough here. I'm not, uh, I, I'm sure there's a lot of investors who do very well here, but they they likely need to first get very strong deals and, and have great turnover in the units. If they're buying a duplex or a triplex, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's a challenge here. And I know from the perspective of a lender, I'm not going to start buying properties that I'm cash flow even or negative with because then I can't buy my next property and I'm always thinking ahead. So um, yeah. I would much rather buy a, uh, a a fourplex in Cornwall for 350 grand than buy a duplex here for 650. Well, also you've learned all about the market in Southern Ontario as well too, right? So, yeah. you know, like you said, I mean, it's more or less the same to a certain degree, I guess, across the areas that you've invested in. Um, but what stops you then? Like, cause you, like you said, you've been 
here for a decade in Ontario and living in Montreal. What stops you from moving to Ontario? Montreal is a better place to live. Montreal is a better It is, and you know it. I I agree. Costa Rica. No, I'm just joking. I I love uh, Ontario as well. Uh, My friends and family are here in Montreal. Uh, My heart is here in Montreal. Uh, My parents are an hour and a half away at a beautiful cottage. Uh, my, my partner's parents are here. It's just, uh, it's nice. And, um, no, uh, not saying I'll never move to Ontario, but there's just no need when you can manage things at a distance. Yeah. Hey, just curious, Jared, you got any other big news? I got a baby coming. <laughs> oh, you do. <laughs> oh, I do. Baby Noah's coming early September. So super Congratulations, excited. man. That's so Thanks good. So much. That's awesome. Yeah. That's your first. Yeah, that's right. I was yeah. I was gonna say that earlier. You know, when you're kind of is the timing right? Is you never know. Is the timing right for having kids? I don't know. How how do you ever know? When how do you time the market right? How do you time having kids? Time right? the, yeah, that's that's you know you're right, but you got to do it before you're ready. Yeah. And uh, no, I I think I'm in such a rush to to buy everything now so I can just chill and have a baby and relax for a, for a little a few months and then get back at it. But no, I'm we're we're super excited. Awesome. You know what I think we, we it's important too to bring into the conversation the, the real life aspects yeah. of you know the reasons why we're doing all this investing. So um, and I've been to Montreal a couple of times. I absolutely loved it. It's by far my favorite city in Canada. Um, so I get that. And uh, I see you you post all your runs all the time. This guy's doing like 20 <laughs> kilometer runs every day. It's great. How long would it take you to run to Cornwall? <laughs> Ooh, that take a few hours. It's 120 kilometers. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. I'm not not ready for that yet. But yeah, in the midst of this pandemic, look, and you couldn't go to the gyms. I'm a pretty active guy. Um, I was used to playing hockey all year round. You know, twice a week in the winter, and then once a week in the summer. So I needed something to give. So I started to to take up um, uh, a marathon. So I plan on doing it in September. I think it got canceled. I, I want to be in marathon marathon shape. <laughs> in September. So I just started taking it seriously and just busted through the wall of 20 kilometers. So it really, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts your legs. And once you, once you pass 20, 25 K, but it's an adjustment just like anything else. And uh, I don't think I'm going to keep it all. It's too tough on the knees. It's too tough on your legs. I'll start cycling after I get the, uh, the marathon out of my way and that bucket list item is done. It hurts. That's awesome, though. I love the goals, man. I love the goals. And congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, let's talk. Let's. last thing we kind of want to know is, like, what's that one piece of advice that's always stuck with you and how has it helped you over the years? Yeah, so whew, one piece of advice. One piece of advice. Um, before getting to this game, it, it can get messy. So really knowing, I, I guess, Knowing your why is really important because that's going to keep you going during times that you're going to want to quit. Um, you know, you guys were mentioning roadblocks before. I had a nightmare property in St. Catharines where I should have thrown in the towel uh, a while ago. Um, you know, just like anything else, you have to understand what you want real estate to give you in the in the long run. And it should provide us all a better lifetime, a better lifestyle. Um and I don't think we have to wait until, um, you know, we're 60 or 70 or, or, or later to, to enjoy that. Enjoy the ride right now uh, because uh, 
you know, we're, we're actually lucky for those who are investing in Southern Ontario to be one of the best markets in North America. And, you know, enjoy the process. Uh, while, you know, even though um, there all are these struggles that, that inevitably come up, like know your why and just uh, keep at it. So yeah, because I think a big part of it is those who's, you know, quit, they, they hit certain hurdles and they didn't know how to overcome them. And they painted the, the scenarios, this is the market's fault, or this is the economy's fault, or this is my brother's fault. And the truth is, there's always another way around that. That, that, that might be one situation. But, uh, you know, if you surround yourself with uh, other investors that are having success, then you have no choice but to push forward and uh, and reach your goals. And I think that that you know you tapped into networking before. I think it's it's a strong support system. Just being around other uh, successful real estate investors and feeding off their energy has given me everything. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an overlying yeah. arc of the whole show. Really, is just like people to adapt. If you want to move forward, that's what you got to do. Like you can't just take your nightmare property and say, oh, well, I mean, I guess it wasn't for me. I mean, you can, but if you want to move forward, there's always a way around it. So just learn to adapt, learn to keep going. I like it. Yeah. And reach out. I think at the beginning, I, and a lot of investors do that. We, we try to take everything on ourselves. Like I have to fix it. It has to be me and just any problem now that I have, it's, it's not, it's not me. It's who, who can I find who knows how to deal with this problem and fix it? Because mm -hmm. and that was the, my, my biggest struggles at the beginning is you're trying to do everything yourself, find this yourself, find that yourself, or a lot of investors are do it yourself, paint it yourself. Well, why are you, why are you painting? Why are you doing flooring? Um, I guess one thing that helped me is that I always went into it knowing that, uh, I wanted to build multiple properties and I couldn't do that. At least I thought by, by managing and doing the work myself, I needed to build teams to help me. Yeah. yeah. Who not, how? Is who not how, if you haven't read totally. that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And I'm still looking for many more who's and I'm sure well, you are too. It's, Sandy. It, it's actually pretty interesting when you think about um, certain things like uh, I'm going to use, for example, uh, like a lot of times in a basement, when you want to put it in a legal apartment, there is a there's a beam that runs along the center, uh, like a, a structural beam that that holds the floor above up, and oftentimes it's too low to get the required ceiling height for a basement apartment. So so one of the one of the big things that that you know I used to when we were allowed do tours and we still do video tours, but come down and explain. Okay, this is in the way. So we've got to figure out how to get it out of the way. And people are like, I don't understand that. I don't get it. And the first time that I did it, I didn't understand it either. But what I did was I said, who understands this? And found that person. And all I needed to know was how much money it was going to cost. And I learned along the way with them. So, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So before, exactly. before, before we get to wrapping up too, we got one question here from, uh, from one of our uh, viewers here. I wanted to make sure we, we, we fit it in and it's worth mentioning building stock one more time because we did talk about that in your, your new venture there with, uh, with the company um, and how yeah. it can help investors. So the question is, how does, how does uh, building stack help with long distance investing? Is there anything specific you can help if you're an out of town investor? Yeah. So the communication aspect helps if you can basically create tickets. So let's say there's an issue uh, with uh, the plumbing 
So uh, the tenant cre can create a ticket, uh, which is essentially, uh, you know, logging in, uh, detailing the issue. Uh, they can assign it to yourself and then you can assign it to the plumber or contractor of your choice. So I'd say communication is, is the strongest feature that we have that makes it easier for uh, investors who are looking to get a more intimate understanding of their properties at a distance is the communication aspect of it, right? It helps eliminate kind of that mom and pop feel of, of a property management company in a lot of ways, I feel. Cause like, you know, there's with no software involved or no technology in a property management company, you're pretty limited communication wise of yeah. you know, being able to be transparent and see what's going on. Whereas this kind of helps um, from my understanding with, with that, as far as everyone's going to be on the same page, see, see what's happening, see the communication yeah. and make decisions faster and easier. Well, what I That's like about it. it too, is that, you know, somebody goes on and they log in and they, and they, can they post pictures of the, uh, of the Absolutely. issue as well? Pictures, yeah, so they videos, outline the, yeah. There you go. So they outline the problem, they put pictures and videos up and then it comes right to you and they don't even need your personal email or your personal phone number and it comes straight to you. Right. That's great. Exactly. And a lot of that is, you know, the adoption. So at first, uh, tenants might not be used to it. Even your contractors might not be uh, that uh, used to it. And they, they, there is an adaption to it. However, once you get going, uh, most people like it. You're all on the same page. You know, how much phone tag do we need these days when I, I thought I called you, I, I emailed you, I left a message and there's just sort of needless back and forth when you can get it done the right, uh, get it done right the first time, uh, including all the relevant information that the timeline, how urgent something is, and who to connect with. Uh, it's just done in a more professional way. It's it's treating real estate like a business, right? And a lot of the time people treat uh, income properties as a hobby that is, yes, a small business, but eh, no systems. And uh, that's that might be okay if you have a couple of properties. Uh, the, the more you add, the tougher it becomes. Mm -hmm. Jared, um... You've shared a lot today, so thank you for coming back on. I really appreciate you taking the time to come back and, and, and join us here again. So thanks for that. Um, how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way? Yeah, I like Instagram. It's just easy because I'm on there posting here and there. So Jared H55. And uh, if someone's interested uh, either uh, checking out BuildingStack, they can reach me there or at my email address, jared at buildingstack.com. would be great. Okay, so we'll put all those uh, we'll put all those methods in the show notes, and people can get in touch with you, and learn about what it is you're doing, and learn a little bit more about building stock. Awesome, uh, Sandy. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, same as always two eight nine three nine six eight four six or Sandy at McKayRealtyNetwork.com. Uh, anyone interested in reaching out to me can reach me at Rob at MrBreakthrough.ca. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Appreciate you being here again, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>